across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Happy Wednesday, Rockstar Nation. Hope everybody's midweek is going good. Did you guys like Patina on Monday? Man, she was crushing it. I uh, very much enjoyed that interview. I uh, hope you did too. Got some good ones to finish off the week. We got uh, Andrew Fagliato today, and re- top REMAX agent out of Canada uh, near Montreal, and and they got another REMAX guy on Friday, Anthony Graham out of Dallas, man. So uh, we got some uh, super agents coming. It was a good good week, good agent week, that's for sure. Man, the, the reviews are coming in. Thanks, guys. I'm up to 115 iTunes reviews. Guys, if you like the show, please give me a shout-out on iTunes, five stars. The more, more shout-outs I get on iTunes, the more better guess I can get for you because people judge this show by the I, number of iTunes reviews especially if they're good. Got 55 reviews on Amazon.com for my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures. And I believe it or not, I got 54 reviews on Audible.com for the audio version of my book, which is really odd. You know, I mean, I've sold a ton more paperbacks, a ton more uh, ebooks than audiobooks, but almost the same exact amount of reviews, which is very fascinating, I think, People, I guess, that listen more, review more. Uh, I don't know what else to think, but it's good. And a lot of them are uh, recent. So in any event, on Friday, I'll be doing a remote intro. I'll be visiting Jeff Cohn team. Yes, I am going to Omaha, Nebraska on Friday. Never been, never been in Nebraska, never been to Omaha. And uh, as I mentioned to you before, we're going we're gonna to film his team. We're going to take them one at a time and film the whole team one at a time, interviewing what they do, find out their systems, processes, and everything. And we're creating a product together, a team product. Uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then as a bonus, I get to attend Jeff's boot camp and uh, we get to go to the Berkshire Hathaway um, yearly shareholders meeting and uh, see Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett speak. So um, should be a good week. Looking forward to that. And um, so I'll leave you a remote intro for Friday's episode. So I already have a 59 last count, which was actually yesterday, last count of people that want the listing product or that want Jeff, Jeff and I's uh, team product. That I mentioned. I'm taking 50% off on both. I don't know what the cost of the team product is going to be, but the listing product that I did with eight of the world's top agents filming their listing appointment and then uh, diagnosing their listing appointment with them, I'm going to sell for $249. Bucks and, and when it comes out, I'm going to give it away for $499. So if you're interested, just email me at rockstar at hyben.com. That's rockstar at hyben.com and just say, I want 50% off. And then I'll send you an email uh, when it's ready and uh, you can hit the link and you can uh, get the university course, the certification course for 50% off. So 
Without further ado, let's uh, jump right into the show. It is a good one. Hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a great guest today. I got a guest from Aurora, Ontario, and he has a company called Just Sell Homes. And we're going to talk today about how to upgrade the quality of your leads. Because, you know, leads is a hot topic. Everybody wants to know about leads, how to get more leads, what to do with leads. And it's a cold topic in that the lead quality, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, is just terrible nowadays in, in a lot of agents' minds. So we're going to find out why and and how to upgrade the quality of your leads so that uh, a good portion of your leads turn into commissions. So without further ado, Andrew, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for having me, Pat. I appreciate it. So, Andrew, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience so they can get to know you better? Sure. So my name's Andrew Foliato. Uh, I was an agent for a couple of years here in Aurora, and then I ended up accepting an offer to become a trainer for one of the big brands. So I ended up traveling parts of North America, mostly in Canada, but I did speak in the States a bit as well training agents on you know leveraging technology, leveraging the internet to grow their business. And then in July, started my own company doing it for agents. So they because I, you know, you can only do so many trainings where people ask you to hire at them at the end of it without realizing there's a good business there. So started my own company doing digital marketing and tech services for agents. And that's where I am now. Get growing that. Wow. So let's start off with the quality of the leads. Okay, if we're going to focus on quality, varies, right? What is the, in your opinion, what is the absolute best quality lead? Uh, it's the ones that are basically not necessarily like ready to buy tomorrow. I mean, obviously, those are the ones you're looking for. But the best quality ones are the ones who aren't going to interview anyone else. They're coming to you because they've seen you online. They want to hire you. And there's no question. It's the come list me. They're just basically writing you an email saying, you know, here's my situation. When can you help me out? Those are the ones you're trying to get. Okay. And what would you say is the worst quality lead? Uh, it's the one who's not even sure who you are. Like they're just submitting a button on a website. And when you call them, they have no idea who you are or why you're calling them. And those ones are actually probably the most common. Hmm. So the more that they know who you are, uh, the greater in quality scale. Yeah, if they know exactly that when they're messaging you, it's coming to you and the reason for it, you're going to find that those leads are much better quality. Okay. So you're coaching a lot of real estate agents now, and you're coaching them obviously to gravitate towards the quality leads, right? Just like you would gravitate towards houses with bigger commissions or people that are going to look at less houses or people that are going to price their house more realistically, all that's quality. But the main quality that you're looking for at this point, which all three of those kind of fall into, but to start with, the main quality you're looking for is someone who sort of knows and trusts you more than just a cold lead. Exactly. And it's not an easy thing to do or a quick thing to do online. Um, that's where I think a lot of people kind of make the mistake with their online is thinking that if you're doing it the right way, it's going to be instant success. I mean, you can start generating a ton of leads anytime you want if you're willing to pay for it. Um, but those are going to be lower quality leads. And I do do a mix of those with some of my clients. But the best leads are the ones that are starting to know you, like you and trust you before they've ever actually met you in person. 
Okay, so how do you do this? To, to give us a step-by-step, like if you were to have an introductory coaching session with somebody and they were to come to you and they were to say, Andrew, I'm a mess, right? I need to completely upgrade the quality of my leads. You know, in a short period of time, I want you to give me five steps on what I need to do to make this happen so I can start making more money instantly. What would you say to them? First step is you should get a website that looks like it wasn't built in 1995. Whoa. Um, so upgrade the design of it. That is actually a big thing. Like it's something like over 70% of people base their trust on the design of the website. So you don't need a really expensive website. Like you can go get a relatively simple one through like Squarespace. Um, it's a couple hundred bucks. They look really nice. They're simple and it's an easy to use backend platform. Uh, once you have a good place to host it, then you start blogging or video. Um, people always ask, is written or video better? Some swear by one, some swear by the other. I always just say it's the one that you're willing to commit to doing. Some people are great mm. writers, terrible on video. And some people, it's the opposite. So you do whichever one you're more comfortable doing. Uh, and then you stick to that and do it a lot. And don't just talk about real estate. You talk about everything going on in the community, offer your spin on it, and make sure you're showing personality with it too. That's huge. Um, and then just keep providing value. So like every time you're writing a blog post, it shouldn't just be, hey, call me to hire me, call me to hire me, or mm. email me to hire me, click here to hire me. Just focus on giving as much value as you can on the site. And when they're on their site and they see your branding, it's going to keep you top of mind. And the more they keep coming back, the more likely when they do reach out, it's going to be one of those come list me. Wow. So, so let's talk about that, okay? So, you know, most agents, right, have a site and in that site, they have, want to find out what your home is worth? Click here. Want to see properties? Click here. And that's the two main things that they have. And then the rest, they kind of just let the chips fall where they may as far as, you know, what happens from there. They probably pay for search engine optimization. They pay for people to come there when they're searching, uh, looking for homes in, you know, Kansas City, Missouri or wherever they are. But they're not actually pushing out content. So really what you're saying, Andrew, is don't have a website at all. Have, have a blog, have a, a video blog or a yeah. written blog. And that can even just be part of your website. Like for me, it was just a, I had two different websites when I was selling, especially, which kind of when I first one, the entire website was a blog. There was no other website. You couldn't even search for homes on my website at wow. first. And I started generating a ton of leads off it. Took time. Like it was about six to eight months of blogging three to five times a week. So what is a what is a lead leads. like like someone who says hey Andrew good uh, good article or good blog by the way my brother has this situation can you help is is that a lead is that how you get a lead from a blog often yeah um, and then there's also content upgrades um, so say you're writing a blog post about you know say top three things you need to do to list your home for sale mm. and then in that blog post you might have a click here to download you know, the full checklist of everything you need to do to list your home for sale. Well, when they download that checklist, they might be interested. So then you just send them a quick follow-up email. And in that, you're going to ask some qualifying questions. And then from those qualifying questions, you kind of decide, you know, is this someone I need to contact right now? Or am I going to put them on a drip campaign and let you let some email marketing kind of nurture them along and keep you top of mind? 
But okay. you want to make sure you're answering some of these qualifying questions ahead of time so that you're not putting everybody in the same drip campaign. You want to segment it a bit. Hmm. Okay. So the bottom line is write, write the articles, do the videos, but then offer something that has to do with what you said, but that's extra. Uh, and in order to get said extra thing, they got to fill out a, a comment, a card or a, a whatever. They got to they got to fill out an application and that's how you get their information. Yeah. And I don't even do that on every post. I mean, it's, you know, you try, I try to do maybe four posts without one of those. And then the fifth post would have it as like kind of a rough guide. But a lot of the time, just having, you know, a contact form on the side of every page, just a very simple get in touch sort of form. You end up getting a lot of people reaching out. Um, the more that they read and the more value they get, the more they trust you. And the second that, you know, there's something top of mind with them that either they're moving or someone they know is moving, a lot of them just reach out. And I've also had a lot of phone calls off my blogs, like people just calling me like, hey, is this Andrew? Or I'll be at a fit farmer's market and someone just come up to me and be like, hey, I read your blog all the time. And really? I would have no idea who they are. Wow. And, and so what sort of social media uh, plugins do you recommend people have on this so that it, it all gels together? Uh, so I didn't really put any plugins, to be honest. I did everything manually in that sense. The only thing that I kind of automated off the site was it automatically posted to Google+. Um, most people think that there is no value to Google+, and for the most part, they're right. Um, but it's actually pretty good for SEO. So I, I always recommend posting everything that you can to Google+, and in terms of a blog post, because they end up ranking pretty well. Uh, it got to the point where anytime I post a new article, I could have it on the first page of Google, sometimes within a few hours, hmm. if it was on the right topic. Um, but that was after a while of gaining that authority through Google. One of the things I see now in a, in a lot of the blogs is they have the Facebook plugin where it automatically pulls in your photograph from Facebook and makes it real easy to comment yeah. on. Do you recommend that? Yeah, it can work really well. Facebook comments are a good way to get engagement. And it's nice because it does stop a bit of the spam that you often get. Because I know like when I first started blogging, that wasn't an option to have. So I had to like restrict, you had to register for an account to comment because it was the only way to keep the spam out. Um, if you can get that on there, it's a great tool. Um, but I wouldn't worry too much about having anything besides just like share to Facebook and those types of ones where it's sharing it on social comments are great, but they're not necessarily, you don't need to have it to have a successful blog, like a regular comments that's like built into the site can still work really well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So what would the second thing you would do? So I'd be really consistent. Like I was saying, I was blogging three to five times a week. I always recommend doing at least three times a week with blogging or vlogging, whichever one you're doing. And just really make sure you're keeping at it because once you start going off, that's when you kind of lose it. Um, but what you really want to make sure you're doing when you're being consistent is that you're putting up the right content. So don't make it about you, like make it about your community. And that's where you'll find really successful things happening, like go and interview local businesses, go to the schools, right? Like some of my most popular blog posts were about the different schools in the area because when someone moves from one area to another that's one of the biggest questions and there's not a lot of data out there about schools like you can find just like a often like basic rankings but there's not a lot of like written information where people can read about all the different stuff so go write everything you know about that school everything about the area around it interview the like if you know Gary Vaynerchuk he often talks about like go interview the principal of each school and put the interview on a page about the school it's a really effective way to get a lot of content because really the goal is to stop them because like 
you know, people talk about oh, all the leads are coming from Zillow. You got to be on Zillow. If you do it this way where you're getting them before they're looking at homes, you're getting them before they ever go to Zillow. So now you can make that a lead for you before they even looked at any of the portals. So wow. it can be a really effective way to get ahead of everyone else. Yeah, so you're just kind of going further upstream. That makes a lot of sense. So give me the name or two of some real estate agents that, that you're coaching that uh, we could use as examples that people listening could go to their sites and start paying attention to their blogs and kind of get inspired and kind of see how they're doing it. You could look at uh, Jill Price out of Peterborough, Ontario. Um, she does a lot on her Facebook, not a lot. Like she has a really nice website, but most of her content's actually on her Facebook page, which does really well. Um, so you definitely take a look at that one. So Jill Price. So everybody could check out Jill Price. Uh, you can Google her and, and check Jill out her Price. website. Jillprice.ca. Jillprice.ca? Yeah, she's okay. in Canada. And get, get some ideas on what Jill's doing there and uh, what Andrew's recommending firsthand. And just kind of emulate her. Just kind of, you know, see what she's doing. And, and that's the idea behind it, right? And so, okay, so videos versus written words. You think it's a 50-50 uh, battle there? Honestly, it's whichever one you're more comfortable putting content up with. It's about consistently putting content up there. Um, some people are going to be way better with video. Some are going to be way better with written. There's no necessarily right answer. With that being said, video, if you can get a couple up there at least, it's huge for building rapport. I mean, you can definitely do it through writing and it can still work. But building rapport through video can be a really great way to build a relationship with someone before you ever see them. So I always recommend having some video. But if you're just not comfortable on video and you know you never will be, then write and just keep writing. And do you recommend people uh, use WordPress? It works really well. I personally actually use Squarespace. Um, there's some downsides to each one. Um, kind of what I try to liken them to is Squarespace is like Apple, where it's very, it's almost like a bit of a closed source community. Design is really tightly measured, so everything's coming from Squarespace, whereas WordPress is more like Android, where it's a bit more open sourced. Um, so you have more flexibility with WordPress, but I found that, especially from like from a beginner perspective, that Squarespace is a lot easier to use. Okay. Very interesting. And what about using iWriter or some of these services that will actually write the blog for you if you give them the subject matter? Um, you just got to make sure a couple of quite like questions that you're answering, which would be like, you know, is it completely original content, things like that. And then that better not be your only content. You know, they're also not going to be able to give local information the same way that you could. So even if you're using that, I would use it as a supplement to what you're doing. Like I actually do write blogs for some of my clients, um, but I always recommend that that is a supplement to what their most of like their local stuff is and offering more like their opinion. Because that's really a big way to differentiate yourself is actually offering your opinion and showing people your personality. Like if you're someone who swears a lot when you're with clients, swear in your blog. Um, if you don't swear, then don't swear in it. But like have your personality actually come through in the blog because they're going to meet you eventually and learn what you're like. So you might as well put it in the blog. Yeah, no, that's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Make it seem like people can hear your voice in their head. I mean, people say that about my book all the time. They like, I, I read your book and I felt like you were talking to me the whole time. Your voice is in my head and I haven't talked to you in months. So, so yeah, I understand that completely. Okay. So what else, what else can we do to upgrade the quality 
of the leads that we get as real estate agents? So the next one I'm going to talk about, it, it'll actually decrease the number of leads that you're getting, but it can increase the quality. And basically what you, the idea is, is to make them jump through some hoops before they get to you. Um, and the way that you do that, so like right now, the kind of like what a lot of people talk about is the three click rule, which is that everything on your site should be able to be got by the consumer within three clicks. Um, so instead, what sometimes we do is we actually make it longer. So we actually like make it a lot harder for them to get to you. And by doing that, it's going to get you less leads, but the people who actually go through the process, like you could have like a couple of clicks to get to the right page and then like a three-step contact form that goes to different pages with a lot of different questions. If people make it through all the way of that, that lead's going to be higher quality. Um, but you are going to get less leads. So it becomes a question of do you want more lower quality leads or less and get higher quality ones. So you got to make that decision for each person. Like I've talked to teams, all they want is more leads. Quality isn't as big of a deal. And then there's individuals who don't want to ever become a team and don't have the volume and like they can't handle the large volume. So yeah. they'd rather get less leads of higher quality. Wow. So the harder you make it, the better the quality. I mean, most people don't think about that. They, they're like so desperate that they just want someone to fill out a form in the hopes that, one in 20 or one in a hundred will be that top quality lead. And so fear of losing that top quality lead, which they may do that. They just want them all. And, and I, I can see that. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, the, so the more hassles they have to go through, the more forms they have to fill out or the more information they have to give, right? Like not only first name, but last name, not only email, but cell phone is going to make it better quality. Yeah, and I even go further than that. Like, I start asking the pre-qualifying questions like, are you working with an agent? You know, have you been pre-approved for a mortgage? Do you currently rent or own? Like, I go through it all um, sometimes. I mean, there's some clients who'd rather just have more leads. So we kind of have that conversation ahead of time. Um, but we go through a lot of questions. And there's also depends on the agent skills of following up. Like, I have a client of mine, terrible over email, amazing on the phone. So he would actually rather me not even ask for email at all and just ask for the phone number. Um, we still try to get wow. both, but he's so good on the phone that he still closes better than most agents do, but he never gets on the, he never really email. Like if you look at his database, he's got like 30% of his client's email addresses, but wow. he does 80 deals a year. Well, it makes sense, right? It yeah. makes sense if he doesn't, if he's not good, unless you're going to hire somebody or farm it out to somebody who's good on email, why even ask? Yeah. Right? I mean, you're setting he knows yourself those up. strengths. Yeah, yeah. And again, it comes down to quality leads. For him, if someone gave a name and an email, that would be a very, very low quality lead because he, he wouldn't follow up properly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Excellent. I like that. What else? And be very clear about what you're offering. Um, so you want to make sure when someone comes to the, either your landing page and they, so they click on your ad, go to your landing page, they know exactly what's going to happen. So like a lot of like the home evaluation ones, people don't know if they're getting a custom report from the agent that they're like manually building, or maybe it's going to be an automated home evaluation. They don't know what's going to happen when they click on it. So a lot of them are just kind of going out of curiosity. And especially with the home evaluation ones, you get a lot of them where they're just curious. They they think it's just going to spew out some number like a Zestimate and they can just quickly find out what their home's going to be worth. Um, those are all 
off really bad leads that you're going to get that way. Hmm. But if instead you change the language on the landing page and be very clear what you're getting. So if it's an automated one, say it's an automated one. If it's going to be you're building a customer report, say that you're going to build one based on, you know, recent parallel sales. You're going to take some time to do it for each one. And that will start weeding out people like you'll still get the odd person who's just curious and going to waste your time. But that's still going to cut down on the number of people if they know to get what they want. It's going to include a conversation with you. So don't hide that that's what you're doing. Be very clear about it. Wow. So so spell it out like a third grader can understand. I am yeah. going to look at comps. I'm going to call you and discuss, you know, the comparables. We're going to talk about this, that. And, and I'm most likely going to spend 90 minutes on this evaluation. Please give me all your information now versus yeah. uh, for an automated, no hassle response. Give me your information now. Exactly. And if you're doing the automated one, even when you get their information there, I wouldn't even consider that a true lead yet. Um, that would just be one that goes into like some type of drip campaign where now they have to qualify themselves a bit more by maybe taking a bit more action and then it becomes a lead. Whether that's like an automated email thanking them for, you know, getting the value of their home and then offering them a content upgrade. Like maybe now it's like, and if, you know, you're thinking of selling your home soon, you know, click here to download this guide on, you know, top three things to do to get your home ready for sale. And then when they download that, then maybe that becomes a lead because they're more likely to be a little bit more serious if they're downloading that after the automated valuation. If they're just doing the automated valuation out of curiosity, they're probably not going to download that guide. So it's another way to kind of see the quality of the ones coming through. Hmm. And then what sort of follow-up systems, what sort of CRMs uh, like Infusionsoft, MailChimp, any of the real estate agent CRMs, what, what are you recommending to your clients? Um, a lot of my clients, we there were, most of them are actually on a different one, like very few are on the same ones. Um, so the ones I recommend the most if people have the budget would be something like Property Base, Rethink, or Follow Up Boss. Really solid CRMs. I'm also working on a solution personally, so there's going to be some bias there. But there's a lot of different options you can have, but the best CRM is just one that you're actually going to use. And then have actually write out a follow-up plan for each per, like each group. So like at the very least, every lead that comes in should at least be segmented into a buyer group and a seller group. And then so you can start sending targeted information because what a buyer is interested in is going to be different than what a seller is interested in. Um, and you can even do it on something like MailChimp. Like if you get the... It's often like 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, depending on the number of contacts you have. You can do like a full basic automation campaign off MailChimp where as soon as they, you know, they opt in, it sends the first email, then another email, then another email, and it slowly goes from there. And you let them kind of weed themselves out. And it's easy to write, if you know what you're doing, an email that gets responses. Like if you sign up for my newsletter, you automatically get an email that's clearly automated. And I probably have about a 45% response rate of people just replying to my automated welcome message. And that goes directly to me and people talk to me about it. Now, does it, when they log on, do they think that they have to fill out that form in order to get into your site? No, nope, the nothing on my site is blocked by any passwords. Um, okay. I like I, some of my clients I have on forced registration, um, but not all of them. Personally, mine, I don't put any forced registration because from my point of view, I look at it as 
I would hate that on, I don't like that when I go to sites, so I'd rather not have it on my own. What is the best thing that you think an agent can put on their website for someone who just kind of just shows up on their website um, that whether it's a flash bar or, um, you know, something that shows up, um, something similar to, you know, get my newsletter, which I wonder is if that's a bit of a cliche now because so many people say that. What, what is the best thing for real estate agents that they could put on their site to get people to just, you know, sign up and get on a mailing list or sign up and sign up for something? What can you give them? Something of value. Um, so you got to look at your market. So for instance, I'll give you an example. Toronto right now is a really big seller's market. Everything's off the market in seven days or less, goes bidding wars. So like most people on average, the studies show that they go through five bidding wars before they get the property they want. Wow. It's, it's a really, really hot market. Hundreds of thousand dollars over listing price sometimes. So the real value here is listings. People want and they, they're scared of missing out. So maybe, you know, you have a, something where, you know, you're a big listing agent. What I'd recommend is setting up a system where it's sign up here and we'll let you know of all new listings coming on the market in the next week. So they get advanced notice. So it almost becomes like, you know, a, a builder and a developer who say like pre-registers to be the first one through. You can do the same idea where pre-register and we'll get you in on the first day that this listing is up. So you just you want to look at what's unique in your market and make it personal. That's why like the home evaluations often don't perform as well because they're everywhere. So you, it's not really always relevant to the exact place. And like if you look at Toronto with the home evaluation, because things are going in such crazy bidding wars, it almost doesn't really matter what they tell you it's worth because you don't know what it's going to sell for a lot of the time. Like yeah, when it's going yeah. hundreds of thousands over, those home valuations are basically worthless. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they change. So so just put something on there that says how to price your house. I understand what you're saying. You're saying put something on there that is relevant to market their centric. Right. Yeah. And like even if it's simple, like you can even do ones that are just as simple as get my blog post emailed to you. And they're just going to sign up and that way they get their all your new blog posts sent to them automatically instead of remembering to come back to your site. Um, that sometimes if there's no like automated system like that, then people just, you know, they'll read it for a while. They'll get busy and they'll just, it slips their mind. They forget to keep coming back. If they've signed up to be emailed them, then it's going to keep going. Like email marketing, people don't talk about it as much anymore, but still one of the most effective ways to get in front of people, especially like one-to-one. -one. Like you look at a Facebook page, you know, mo besides like the few exceptions at the top, most are getting like one to two percent engagement um, with an email marketing list. If you know how to like do it relatively well, even a kind of bad open rate would still often be above 40 percent. So you're still getting in front of way more people than you would with a Facebook page. So like email marketing is still very effective. Oh, it's, it's huge. I, I can tell you firsthand from guests that come on this podcast the ones with the mailing list that send out emails get thousands more downloads than the ones that simply put it out there on Facebook. Because Facebook, it's, uh, it's almost like having a, a billboard in the middle of a forest versus a billboard on a busy highway. Um, yeah. uh, it's, uh, like Facebook and other social media is basically another way just to essentially build your mailing list. Like It should be driving traffic, and the goal is to get them onto that mailing list and then from there get them to become a client. 
you can often skip that through Facebook. If that happens, I know people who do very well on Facebook, like uh, Jill Price, who I mentioned earlier, a lot of business right off of Facebook. Um, but it takes a lot of time and being actively on it all the time. But it's still a really good tool to now move as much as I can to a private email list. Wow. Well, this has been great. You've offered a lot of actionable content. Why don't I give you the last word? Tell us a little bit about how your coaching works and, and what you guys do for real estate agents at large. So it's not just coaching. A lot will depend on each client. Sometimes I actually do it for the clients and then sometimes I'm, it's a coach. So we look at everyone's situation. So basically what happened if you went to justsellhomes.com and you know requested a meeting, basically what we do is we'll take a look at your entire business online. So I'll do like a full web audit, see what makes sense for you and then come up with a plan and I give a few options. So here's the options of, you know, us doing it for you. Here's the options of, you know, how we can help you do it yourself. Depends on each person's individual situation. We just come up with custom solutions for them. That's great. That's great. So everybody listen up, you know, do what Andrew says, fill out something online. You got nothing to lose. See what he has to say. Upgrade the quality of your leads. Bottom line, right? Upgrade the quality of your leads. And, and the first step is by changing the way the funnels that give you the leads. Exactly. Yeah. Andrew, great. Listen, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you taking the time out and good luck to you in your future endeavors. Thanks. Appreciate you having me on, Pat. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock-solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.